everybody, welcome to Sit Boy and Enjoy Anime Show. This is where you can get all news and reviews and everything else dealing with anime. Today we are talking about Ruby, seasons or volumes 1 through 3. And this is Toria. I don't know if I said that. <laughs> you didn't. Uh, hello, darling. Hello. This is Ryan. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you, actually. This is Ryan. Um... That will actually come into play later. What will Hel- come into play? Hello, darling. Oh. Hello, oh, darling. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is Connie. <laughs> and special guest. Hi, this is Miranda. Um, so, real quick, we are going to have Miranda tell us a little bit about herself. She does indeed have her own very little um, land mammal at home. Human being? I have two little land mammals at home. One with what? four legs and one with two. Okay, um, yes, but I'm talking about the two-legged one. Wicked is very prominent in the household. Yeah. Um, so, Miranda, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I am 25, about to be 26. Uh, I've known Ryan and Toria for years. Too many to count, but that's a good thing. Um, I've watched anime since the days of Adult Swim sneaking into my bedroom. <laughs> Because my mother would kill me if she found out I watched it. Um, Inuyasha and Full Metal Alchemist were probably the most prominent um, animes from my childhood, but I haven't seen one that I haven't liked. So. All right. Yeah, like she said, I've known Miranda since middle school. Actually, mm-hmm. what is that? Fifteen years ago. Oh God. But anyway, yeah, like Toria said, tonight we're talking about Ruby, and we have been very excited. I've been, like, champing at the bit for this for almost two weeks now. I'm so excited about this one. So we are going to start off. I was about to say we're going to start off with the outline. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> this anime is actually... Are we are we calling this an anime? I was going to ask that. What are we defining as anime? What does the internet define as anime? It is Japanese hand-drawn or computer animation. Well, considering that it is computer animation, I I guess we can call this one an anime, so... But with that logic, couldn't a Disney film be anime? Mm. Because if if it's purely on animation... Alright, let's not argue semantics here. (laughs) Okay, so uh, Ruby actually started... There we go. uh, July 18th, 2013... It is, uh, the producers are Matt Hullum and Bernie Burns uh, of Rooster Teeth, uh, and it is written by Miles um, Luna, Carrie Shawcross, and Monty Ullum, and for those of you who don't know, I did not know, Monty Ullum actually passed away at the end of the second season in 2015, uh, January, he was, uh, he died before Volume 3 came out, which is very sad. Yeah, did not know that he had passed away before season three had started. I uh, knew he had passed away because uh, I, I watched Rooster Teeth a lot. I know for them it was very, very heartbreaking. In case people didn't know, his older brother, one of his older brothers, actually took up his voice acting for the character Ren. A little bit more about Ruby, it's basically a little synopsis about it, is that it's about these kids, these teenagers who go to special schools to become huntsmen and huntresses, and they fight Grimm's 
using dust and their own like chi uh, energy. What do they call it? Chi. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember um, what it's called. Aura. Aura. Yeah, yes, aura. Uh, and their semblance, which their is semblance. kind of like their superpower kind of deal. Yes. So um, a grim is kind of like the manifestation of fear and hatred and all that's bad. Yeah, in the world. it's like a shadow monster. So, as for Team Subberdub, I actually found out that they did trans... This was actually one of the... F- I won't say one of the first, but one of those rare instances where this was translated into Japanese. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, everyone that you hear actually has a Japanese voice actor for that character, but in reverse, which is odd, I guess, because usually it's the other way around. Well, and you can definitely tell from watching and, like, a couple different pop culture references within the show that this is made by people who love anime. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, Zvi. Yeah, Zvi is very clearly a uh, play on Ein from Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, and so I guess because of that, I would consider it anime. Back to that question, because I felt like I didn't answer it. Um... (laughs) But, yeah, I, it's at least, it's an anime for am, anime lovers, uh, by anime lovers. Yeah. But it's not necessarily the traditional Japanese anime that any of you guys grew up with. Oh, yeah, no, no uh, not, not at all. In, I mean, computer animated and all that. As for the recommendations, uh, really almost any age group from seasons one and two. Season three, getting a little bit up there. I don't know, how do y'all feel on that one, do y'all? Watching Volume 1, which I, I really didn't enjoy, I was going to recommend it for, like, young people, although I do know a lot of people who are my age and older who really like it, but once I got into Volume 2 and definitely Volume 3, I was like, everyone, because it was really good. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was really, really surprised how much I started to like it. Yeah. So I would say, I mean, anyone who likes action... And, you know, I liked the friendships, so if you want something that's lighthearted, and I did laugh, like, I actually did laugh at some of the jokes, Yes. Uh, so it's got good humor, if you want to watch something that's funny, but also has really, really good battle scenes, then it would definitely be for you. Oh, yeah. That was a big thing for me, was how fluid the battle scenes were, like, it wasn't that thing where it was a punch, and then it just stopped. Mm. It was like, I don't know, it just flowed really, really well. Uh, going back to what you said about season one, I feel like that's a lot of animes, though, where it's like you really have to push through season one to really get to, like, the meat and potatoes of, like, okay, now it's good. Yep. Well, I was just going to say that's true of, like, almost any show in general because they have to, like, the pilot is supposed to, like, set things up, but there's only so much a pilot can do. So the first season is just, like, laying the foundation for things to be built on. Yeah. And so you just have to, like, trudge through those basic things so you understand what a Grim is. You understand why it's important that there are hunters and huntsmen and huntresses and you understand what dust is and all of those, like, and why this is important and why Cinder is bad and why Torchwood is bad and all of those things. Torchwick. I thought the thing that was frustrating was because, you know, the episodes in volume one are, are short, but they end at such weird moments. Like yeah. one yeah. episode will end at like what you would say would be a cliffhanger. And then others are 
hey, we did a good job. It's over. And you're like, okay. And then if, I guess if you really counted, maybe like three of the episodes in volume one have to do with the story you eventually get into in volume two and three. So I didn't know if we were ever going to get to that at the yeah. end of volume one. Yeah. So that was hard. So I, was, I wrote down like, I know I have to get to know the characters. I understand that's what I'm supposed to do, but why do I have to know so much about John? <laughs> why do I have to have four episodes of him just being like useless and sad? I, um, as a parent, I kind of feel like, you know, with all the anime that is out there, a lot of it is extremely violent and bloody and gory, and I love it. And I know there's a lot of older people that love it, but to get, like, your kids involved in an anime that won't necessarily give them nightmares, like, I think this is a really good, like, introductory to anime. Oh, yeah. For people to show their kids, because you can relate to it, and kids can kind of understand the action of anime without seeing somebody get their head chopped off and a bloody body laying on the ground. Yeah. So. No I, walking dead here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't even. <laughs> don't even. <laughs> um, but I kind of agree with Connie about how, like, I, I had the privilege of watching this anime, like, start to finish and consistently. Like, I didn't have to wait for the next episode to come out. Yeah. So it was very fluid in the way the episodes flowed from one to the other. But I, I don't know that I could... I don't know that I would have gotten into it if I had to wait to watch the episodes. Oh, no. That, yeah, that was, that was a big thing for me. Um, like, finishing season three, which Toria cried at, by the way. Finishing season like three. If you have a heart, you cried at that. Okay. <laughs> and waiting for season four, which you know just aired. What, what's today? Today, today, right now is the twenty sixth. Came out four days ago, and it was so so popular that people logging in actually shut down Rooster mm. Teeth servers. Oh wow. Yeah, there were so many people logging in to try and see it. Um, and this has happened with every season after season one. Yeah, that wait is is really excruciating because you really want to see how they're going to get along after those cliffhangers. I I won't say we're extremely lucky, but I will say it's a good thing for, I'll even say me, who is absolutely head over heels in love with the show, that I was able to binge watch, you know, instead of like, okay, there was episode one, it's like, now i got to wait for episode two. It's like, do I even really want to wait because it wasn't really that interesting? Yeah. Um, A lot of, like, what I feel like happened in the first season, and I think they got away from it and just did longer episodes in the next two seasons, is they broke them into two parts. It was like a part one and part two, where it was a continued, like, it was one episode, but it was two eight-minute segments, or however long it was. And so I think they realized that that was not a form that worked for them, and they apparently got better equipment and better abilities and yeah. technology to do season two and three. I mean, th- well, uh, and for those of you who aren't in the room with us right now, we just finished watching uh, the uh, behind-the-scenes kind of deal, and it really is, like, this is their Rooster Teeth's first endeavor into something like this, so it it, it really was one of those, like, fix-it-as-you-go kind of deals. Like where, our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> where it was like, uh, okay, so this works, this doesn't, we're going to go from here, we'll do this, let's cut that out, and let's just pick it up this way. So, I'm uh, glad you showed it, too, because I feel like now I have 
a greater appreciation for the animation because watching it at first, because I watched it a while ago when, mm-hmm. uh, when it came on Netflix, I was like, oh, I don't know if I can handle, like, the way this looked because it kind of reminded me of, like, when I played with Barbies. Yeah. Like, they would move very robotically, but the battle scene was still really cool. Yeah, yeah, no. So now seeing everything that they put into it, it's like, okay, like, I definitely really see the effort and I actually kind of like the way it's animated now yeah it's a very stylistic choice and I I mean I've told everybody in the room this and I'll just say it publicly I guess is I I miss <laughs> the shadow people from the first season because I thought that I honestly thought that was a stylistic choice of just like these aren't important characters they're background characters so let's not focus on them and I liked that <laughs> but I I mean I don't hate that that they rendered people and have background characters, but I kind of liked the stylistic choice to be minimal. Yeah. Yeah, I like that as well. Um, you know, their anime has a very distinct um, animation style, and when you think of anime, you don't think of this. Yeah. And oh, I yeah, think no. it was kind of like, it was really odd at first, but I think once you got into the show, you kind of appreciated the way their take on anime is with the 3D. Um So I kind of thought that was pretty interesting, and I kind of agree with you. I like the minimalistic approach to the first season, but I don't think that taking away the shadow people necessarily took away from the show. It just kind of evolved in a good way. Yeah, and watching, re-watching the entire series with Tori, because I, I watched it first because it was just one of those things where you had mentioned it at KatsuCon. I remember when you... Oh, cause, did I? Yeah, because we were sitting in your room and you were like, hey, have you seen Ruby? And I was like, no, but I've, I've seen something about it. And you were like, yeah, I watched the first episode. And then that's all we talked about it. And like, for some reason, I was like, all right, well, if Connie watched it, it should be good then. So I, I, like, I came home and just started we like... all are trusting you. <laughs> yeah, I, I just started binge watching it and I was like, Holy crap, this is great. And, but watching it from like, uh, I keep saying season, volume, okay, we're just going to call them seasons. Um, season <laughs> like one, normal people. <laughs> season one through three, you'll see like the rendering, like I guess for video games it's clipping, where they'll like go to touch something and their hand will kind of go through it a little, mm-hmm. or like their hair will kind of come through their shoulders or you know, when they're walking, their hands will go through their weapons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You see less and less of that going through, and it's, and you can see where it's like, all right, they're getting really good at this now. Mm-hmm. And it's it's nice to see that kind of evolve into something something really good. Favorite characters, you guys. And I'm going to stop you all here and tell you that Nora is the most badass chick ever, <laughs> and she is my favorite, and you cannot convince me otherwise. Okie dokie. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Constance? Okay, well, I wrote it down. <laughs> As she doesn't hear my paper. All right, favorite characters: Blake, Yang, yes. Pira, Zvi, obviously, and Emerald. Love yes. Emerald. Yeah. Oh, Emerald. look! Look at that! Look at that face Tori gave there. <laughs> no, I. And it took me a second. Actually. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fight about that. Ho- hold on, hold on. I I would like to appreciate that Toria just mimicked her father there. <laughs> Where she kind of cuts you off and she squints at you, like, okay. Because you know, I everybody needs to know I'm exactly like my father. That's important to know. Is, is was that all your favorite characters? I don't want to cut. Uh, you off. Yes. So those okay. are my favorite characters, and I didn't know about Bumblebee. 
Yeah, uh, so... Yes, Toria is absolutely excited. Are you bubble I, so I, I wrote Woo! down I only ship Blake and Yang uh, because I was tired of everything going on with Jean and Weiss and Pira. It's like, I don't even care about whoever loves anyone else. It's just Blake and Yang. <laughs> so, in case you didn't know, Team Bumblebee is apparently the Rooster Teeth community team couple name for Blake and Yang because they're black and yellow. Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. Um, I wasn't going to sing that out loud, but I instantly thought it was <laughs> Yes. I actually hate that song. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, had, I had a really long list of favorite characters. I, I liked a lot of the characters in this show. I love Ruby. I know you have issue with her voice. Mm. <laughs> However, I will say it is, like you said earlier, it's because she's so young yeah. that I think it fits. It definitely fits. It's just, whew. Yeah. Well, when when we watch the video, she's right. She really is nasally, so nasally, and she really is getting it up in there. Mm-hmm. The, the I don't even remember how she said it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was she saying? She was getting up in there. That's like, yeah. uh, what did she? How did she? It? She she was just saying she jams her voice into her nose. Oh, that's right. Yeah, getting it up in there. <laughs> <laughs> The entire time, I was like, you're going to jam your fingers straight up your nose because right. it would be so close. Serious topic here. Make sure, men, you get your prostate checked. Jamming it up in there. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, if that's a concern of yours at whatever age you are, then yes, please get it checked. You know how old I am. I've never had to have it checked because I'm only 26. Uh, for another, what, 14 years? Is it 40? I don't know. Why am I asking? Because you, you, you three have prostates. Well, I have a father, so. Do you talk about your father's prostate? Dad, how's your prostate? <laughs> he apparently has discussed his colonoscopy with Ryan. So. All right, all right. So, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, next, uh, Toria's favorite characters. Um, I love Ruby. I love Blake. I like Yang. I love Pira. Loved. I still love her. She's still in my heart. <laughs> um, and I, I love Crow. And mm-hmm. Good Witch. Mm-hmm. I, I super love Good Witch. So, I <laughs> I actually was gonna, like, just bring some ashes in and be like, I brought Pyrrha with me, guys. Spoilers? Are we doing spoilers? Yeah, well, okay. I mean, yeah. Just making sure. Pyrrha's dead. <laughs> <laughs> in case you didn't already know that. Um... Just so everybody knows, since we're talking about the season, all three seasons, you should probably watch them before you listen to us. Well, on the thing I'm going to put, you know, spoiler alert, and we've been telling you, if you've been following us, watch volume one through three, that's what we're talking about. And feel free to ask us questions online. Yeah, it's been very quiet. Yeah. Talk to us. We're lonely. It's only been, this is only the second episode. All right, Miranda? Um, Thank you, Miranda. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite characters are Weiss because I feel like she's poised for people to not like her just because of her background. But I honestly think that she was raised as a brat and she realizes that and she wants to overcome that. And I love that about her. So I love Weiss and Nora because Nora's fantastic and amazing. I can't Ooh. stand Jean. I can't stand Sean at all. Apparently that's a consensus. At least between you yeah. and Connie. Um, a consensus. I also, I know we're getting into, well, I'll get to that later, but 
Yeah. Weiss and Nora are my favorite um, characters. I forgot two people. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> Velvet. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Velvet. When they, like, show what goes down on, like, the third to last episode, I was like, what? I yeah, was... when you actually see her semblance. Yes, that was so cool. And I wrote someone else down. I don't know what Coco. her teammate is. I don't know what her teammate's name is, but I like her, too, with the sunglasses. Coco. Mm. Thank you. Coco okay. Adele. That's okay. uh, Bernie's wife. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like her a lot. Her name escapes me right now. Um, Ashley Jenkins. Mm. Yes. Yeah, no, I... Uh, I completely forgot about Velvet. I like... You? The, really? Yeah, I know. But uh, <laughs> Velvet's, like, semblance... I remember that, like, towards the end of season two... She almost used it, and Coco stepped in and was like, yeah. don't waste it right now. And come to find out, I actually read into that, she can only use it once. That's why she takes all those pictures. Oh. Once she uses it, she has to retake pictures, and that's how she gets the semblance back. Oh, how cool. That's yeah, really so cool. that's why you, you see her with the camera. So oh, she just went to the top of the list for me now. <laughs> so I actually like wrote down like favorite weapons and semblance, and Velvet semblance is my favorite. Like, if I had to pick yeah. a semblance that I could copy, I would want hers. Yeah. Hers was really, really cool. Uh, favorite semblance, man. That's a... I don't know. That's a tough one. I, Ruby's is kind of cool. Uh, I mean, she's really, really fast. I I would have to say Crows is pretty neat. What is Crows? Crows, it's not, it's not really talked... It's actually not mentioned whatsoever, but it's hinted at. Um, at the very, very, very end of the last episode of season three, after the, the post credit scene, he can actually turn into a crow. Okay. Oh. See, I, I knew that. So usually... I did not realize that was, like, an actual sequence. And that's how he knows what's going on, because yeah. we see him... Ah. And so, like, I feel like you have to rewatch both seasons and see where there's a crow. However, I have also heard some people say that Yang's mom has the same semblance and the crow sitting outside of her window <gasps> is her. her. Yeah. Huh. I just got goosebumps. Yeah. Yang's mom uh <laughs> name is Raven and there Then she just be a raven and not a crow? Yeah. Not that I can tell the difference. But. <laughs> um but their last name is actually like I think Danish or something which means uh pure pure raven or crow like the last name itself is like one word for pure raven. Huh. Yeah, which is really cool. I think I'd be para. The Wait. polarity. Oh, polarity semblance. Did you say their last Penny. name is Pure Raven, but her name is Raven? So is her name Raven Raven? I think so. Like a Madonna type thing where I just have one name. No. Uh, Alright, uh, favorite semblance while I look this up. I I'm said Pira. Polarity, just like the ability to like manipulate things. Like the scene where she fought. Mercury, really good. I still hate Mercury, oh, but yeah. I hate so Mercury. there's Raven. Branwen. Branwen, yeah. Um, which, unless you watch the very end, the post credit scene of season two's finale, you actually don't hear her speak. Um, she does speak. She tells Yang that they have a lot to talk about. Blessed white Raven or crow, and it is Welsh. Hmm. Yeah. By the way, she is Crow's sister. Okay, I'll get to that later. That's something. I like that their quote attributed to her is the only thing she says. 
I wonder what their quote attributed to Neo is. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Neo is probably another one of my uh, my top characters. I uh, really like Neo. Who's that again? The, the girl yeah. who didn't talk, who had the uh, like Neopolis umbrella. Ice cream. Oh, yeah. That was with Torchwick. Uh, not sure if she's dead or not. Yeah. Uh, leaves that kind of open. Torchwick, however, is dead. Toria... That was the only good thing for Toria. Yes, um, I, I shouted in Glee when that happened. In Glee, one of Miranda's favorite shows. Used to be. You, oh, used to be. The last few seasons were terrible. All right, terrible. look at that. Um, right. What other ships do you guys have, if any? There's been talk of Team Bumblebee, which I'm down for. Glinda and Crow. Mm. See, I love Glinda and Crow. I would go Crow in Winter. That oh, was yeah. my idea. I thought that that was the dynamic between them to begin with. What was that? Wasn't that Sunbury? a fight oh. filled with sexual tension? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so three-way between <laughs> Crow and Winter. See, I love Winter, too. I would actually go Glinda and Ospin. Yeah, I'm Glinda I feel Ospin. like that's too obvious, though. Yeah. But they work so well together, and they balance each other out, because... See, I see them, well... I see them as more of, like, brother-sister kind of relationship. That's true. And if they ever were, I'd be okay with that. Like, that's not one of my serious shippings. Yeah. Like, Blake and Yang is a serious shipping yeah. for me. <laughs> and even Crow, Crow and um, Winter would be a serious shipping for me, because I would love to see that happen. I just, I think I really like, like, dynamic relationships yeah. like that. I also kind of want Emerald and Blake... I want to put Emerald in there at some point. I was yeah. thinking that too. I I would like to see just be just because of the two like complete opposites. I would like to see Emerald and Vice. Oh, that'd be good. Because just this like super preppy like rich girl and this like almost Aladdin kind of character where it was like I steal to survive kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Since we're talking about Emerald, what are our thoughts on Emerald? Do you think she's in the same place <laughs> that, like, Cinder and Mercury are? All right, so before, <laughs> before Toria got here tonight, me, Connie, and Miranda sat here, and we talked about this. Well, good. <laughs> I'm glad I was invited. And, well, we you prepared. were. Um, because yeah, I knew like that... an entire uh, argument no. on it. I, I knew this was going to come up, and I'm so glad that Connie actually feels the same way, that I'm not crazy. I don't... I'm not 100% convinced that Emerald is bad because just how she acts, I mean, I th- I think it's one of those, like, abusive relationships. Mm-hmm. And the way that uh, a couple things where I'm not convinced that she's evil is the uh, one of the very last episodes when, like, all of that stuff's going down at uh, Beacon... And Mercury is videotaping it, and he's like, this is great, and Cinder's super happy about it. And Emerald's like, I kind of feel bad for him. Yeah. And, you know, she she doesn't smile whatsoever like the other two were doing. Just a, It's almost like she's there because that's the only family she's ever known. Yeah. And you can hear the abuse uh, in the episode where you find where she gets picked up by uh, Cinder when she gets Emerald gets upset that she brought Mercury along, and she, you can hear her say, like, oh, you know, he doesn't know the plan, blah, 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 and you hear a smack, and then Cinder say, like, 
this doesn't concern you, blah, 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 blah. I think it is one of those, like, abusive relationship kind of deals. So I kind of think that that whole scene made me feel like Emerald has, like, a real, like, emotional attachment to Cinder, like, she saved her, and I feel like she loves Cinder, and I feel like when she brings Mercury on, she's like what are you doing? I thought this was our thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like ever since then, she's just kind of getting less and less attached. And I think she's finally looking at the whole plan and seeing how bad it really is. Um, and that she still has some kind of a conscience, whereas Cinder and Mercury really don't. Yeah. So I, I would love to see like just a complete switch sides for Emerald. Oh yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it I would be so coming. great. I do too. But uh, she wasn't in the trailer. She wasn't. And I was going to say that, but I totally forgot. She's not in it, and neither is Mercury. That looked uh, like. Also, back to, uh, just real quick, back to ships. People actually really, really ship Mercury and Blake. Uh, Mercury and Yang, okay, excuse I me. Okay, I was about to get annoyed. Yeah, Mercury and Yang. I still don't like that, but. Um, not after what he did to her. Speaking of that, I really like Emerald's semblance. I forgot about her yes. semblance yeah. real quick. Emerald's semblance, for right. those of you who don't know. She can, uh, kind Illusions. of, elu- yeah, but only on, I think, one person at a time, she said? Uh, it's that, I think that part's unclear, but she, I think it takes so much of her energy that she can only do, like, one major illusion, or, yeah. like, one illusion per time. Yeah. Before she, like, builds up, it, because it, when she gets into the, like, the hospital care of it, the, like, ambulancey thing, I forgot, I was about to call it a hospital car. <laughs> <laughs> Krunkenwagen. <laughs> Krunkenwagen. Um, but no, the ambulance thing, she's like, two in one day, that's too much, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I don't know if they, they don't really define huh. anything very well, and I think that's okay in a lot of cases, because it leaves a lot of room for, like, it to be defined later, mm-hmm. or for the definition to be able to stand on its own. Where it's not a necessary thing that you need to, like, if you were to define it, it would, like, lose some of its mystique, especially with semblances. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm looking this up, and apparently Neo, whose name is actually Neapolitan, uh, for those of you who didn't know, her semblance is illusions as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, the fight with Yang. True. Also, I really, really thought she was... Like Penny, like a robot. Yeah, I did the same. But it turns out she's not. She's actually human, just doesn't talk. Death of Penny, by the way, was pretty hard on Toria. Yeah. Yeah. Death of everyone, except for Torchwick, was pretty hard on Toria. Yeah. Well, just, like, it broke my heart to see Pyrrha so broken. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I really, really love Pyrrha. Like, just Pyrrha as a person was really cool. Why does she like John? (laughs) I, I thought that that was a really... I, I know how you two feel about Jean, but I thought that them two together was really, really nice. Oh, I feel God. like it was the only redeeming thing about Jean was well, the whole Pyrrha thing. Pyrrha, like, Jean with Pyrrha is bearable, but without Pyrrha, I... Yeah, no, no. Uh, but he do, I, I heard that... Um, <laughs> I heard he does get better. And this uh, well, fourth I can't season. Get much worse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you guys see the intro? Uh, not the intro. The uh, teaser uh, for season four. You showed it to me. I so did. I showed it to you. But uh, 
It oh. is. Oh no, we just watched the trailer, right? We watched the intro. Yeah. Oh okay. Oh, that's right. There's there was a like teaser where it's Ruby and her new outfit, and she's in a town fighting just a ton of Grim that are just attacking this town. There's like this gorilla Grim Harambe. Um, <laughs> and uh, you can see just the just the way that Jean carries himself. He seems to have more capability. Like now that Pierre is gone, yeah, he, um, I feel like he's so angry and so broken that there's only a ability to rebuild. For him to sit there and cower under a rock, like pre-Pira John would have done, I feel like he knows that that would be kind of a disgrace to Pira, and Pira yeah. wouldn't want him to do that, so I feel like he's trying to... Make her death worth it. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like the, uh, the, the death of Pira actually, like, forced him to grow up yes. and not be that child, because when we first saw Jean... Also, uh, Maudlin has commented on our photo and says, woo, that we are quoting, uh, that we are recording, so thank you, Maudlin. Are we allowed to say her real name? I don't know. Just call her Maudlin. Okay, we thank- love Maudlin. <laughs> we love Maudlin. I think that uh, when you first see him, just, you know, him getting sick on the airship and throwing up everywhere and everything, it's it really shows that he's, he's just a kid, you know? Hmm. Um, so, least favorite characters, we have, we've been talking Apparently about Jean. John. <laughs> um, I hate Cinder. Yes. I hate Cinder. And here's why. She's so beautiful and so beautiful. <laughs> I'm like, you're so gorgeous and I want to love you, but you're so evil and so I can't. It's just no soul. There's no, no soul. soul there. And no so, soul behind that pretty face. No. And I hate I hate her. I hate her so much. Uh, I hate Torchwick. I hate Torchwick. He has a very, like, um, Clockwork Orangey vibe going yes. on. Which, I, that's, like, super clear. Kind of shoving it down your throat a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But that, I mean, yeah. Their, their pop culture references are there, though. And I, I kind of like the hints at them. Yeah. I cannot remember his name, and I meant to look it up. The military. General Ironwood. That was the person that I hate. I hate General Ironwood a whole bunch. Yeah. Um, and then everyone else I'm kind of just okay with. I I mean, I hate Mercury, but, like, mm. not nearly as much as I hate Cinder. Cinder is just, like, where all of my rage is contained. <laughs> I can't handle her. I hated Adam. Yes. Uh, I did, too. Um, Hello, darling. Yeah. Because... Yes. I'm going to uh, throw something at you. <laughs> I was just so... I knew that he hadn't really hurt Blake and that something was going to happen to Yang, but I didn't realize she was going to, like, live through it. So when Tori and Ryan were talking about how the final season really screwed them up, I'm thinking, okay, someone dies. Who is it going to be? So I'm trying to figure out who would be the worst person to die. And I really didn't think Pyrrha for some reason. Like, it was... I don't think anyone saw that coming. Like I think her character... It was definitely leading up to her being, like, a bigger than Ruby. Yeah. yeah. Kind yeah. of. So she, she's more to do with the plot than Ruby does. Even though, at the end, we know that the silver eyes yeah. mean something. Yeah. 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 But Adam, uh, Mercury, I don't really, I didn't really think about Torchwick. 
I kind of fast forwarded through a lot of the time he was just talking. I was like, oh, oh yeah, he's so annoying. <laughs> um, and then, you know, at first I really did not like Ruby. Sorry. I, uh, oh, nice. <laughs> personal opinion. So I'm going to make a lot of people upset, but I don't like Blake a whole lot. <gasps> <gasps> I know. It's the emo vibe, though. I just. I don't. I thought your other friend was, I don't know. was emo. So I liked her up until like the whole white fang like revolution, and she like gets up in arms about all this stuff. Like we have to leave, we have to do something, and it's just like, calm down. Do you even know what you're doing? Yeah. And I think like it just kind of snowballed for me, and then after that, I just kind of, okay. So I don't hate her. I hate Cinder. Can't stand her. Hate John. Can't stand him. But Blake is just one of those characters that I just kind of. Eh. For a main character, I really don't like her. I feel like for me, that would be Ren. Not a big fan of Ren. He's just kind of there. Yeah. yeah. One, because Nora likes him more than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the dude with the tail's name? Sun. Sun. Why can't I remember that? I'm not a huge fan of Sun. I like Sun. I didn't like Sun either of them. Neptune, Neptune I didn't Neptune's like okay for... I like him more in Chibi. I like both of them more in Chibi. Which, if you guys don't know, they put out um, little chibi shorts of Ruby, and they're they help soothe your soul. But yeah, I I'm not a huge fan of Sun. I I can deal with Neptune a little bit more for some reason. I think it's that like lovable idiot quality. He does that a lot better than John. Yes, I agree. You're right. Cause it's not as obnoxious with him. Well, he at least has, like, at least faked confidence, whereas, like, you're like, dude, John, <laughs> you're an adult now. You're trying to be a hunter. Like, Stop being the puppy that everybody yeah. kicks on the side of the road. I mean, again, okay, not, I'm, I'm really not trying to defend John here, but if you but go you back... I, I am, but I'm not trying to. <laughs> if you go back and look... Uh, he's actually not supposed to be there. Yeah. yeah I know. Even that storyline annoyed me. I was like, ugh. So you, did, you wouldn't even be here bothering me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, people they, die, John. <laughs> you literally shouldn't be here. Well, like, then I feel like he should have, like, the conviction or, like, the following that, like, Weiss does than the, like, idiot, like, I need to wounded puppy. Because if he really wanted to be there and prove that he was something, he would try harder. And I feel like he's not trying. Yeah. Or he wasn't. He's probably trying now, now that it's Ruby 2.0, which is not Ruby because it's (laughs) all the other letters. R and J R. (laughs) Also... Ranger. Ranger. (laughs) When it came to Jean getting it together finally, speaking about uh, him versus Weiss, I guess... Weiss, when she finally does the summoning, that's so epic, and I was so yes. happy. Yes, and I was like, "Yes, I'm so glad she did it. I knew it was going to happen, but yeah, I was very proud. I was never proud of John. <laughs> I'm never proud of him, and I'm just like, all of this. Just on you. Who was the bully? What was his name? Oh, uh, no one cares. Carden. 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 Really? This is the guy <laughs> that's like bullying you. I just. That whole... I, I wrote down, like... Same guy who bullied Velvet. Oh, yeah. that's right. And he's... I hate him. Yeah. Yes. There we go. He's on the list. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, like, specifically said, like, I hate... I don't like how long we spend on certain characters, specifically John. Like, I literally wrote that down. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, yeah, I... 
Also, the fact that they even had, like, the high school bullying dynamic just seemed Weird. like an easy trope for them to do. Well... There are so much more real things going on, and I guess it puts them in their place as far as, like, age. Yeah. And, like, it makes it more realistic age-wise, but at the same time, like, these people fought to get into this school. Why would they waste their time bullying? So, as a big fan of Rooster Teeth um, itself, like, as a whole, I actually went through and watched uh, all of those behind-the-scenes things, and Miles, the Jean... Um, Miles is a writer, um, and so is Carrie Shawcross. They actually said that they put stuff like that in because that's stuff that they experienced in high school, that this was supposed to be, like, the first couple seasons were supposed to be, like, like the bully. They, one of them got bullied in high school. That was Cardinal and all of that. Uh, Cardin. Uh, he's part of Team Cardinal. Like, all of that is supposed to mimic, like actual, like, American high school, but in a supernatural kind of setting. I think I, it's trying... Sorry. It I, happens a lot. It's okay. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, I think they could have done it differently. Like, I guess not the, like, typical bullying, but, like, maybe, like, a more of the, like, fighting in class and, like, tripping them up, like, after yeah, or something. Yeah, do his homework. Yeah. Like that. this paper for me. That's so... Does that really happen? Does that really happen to people? Uh, I actually, uh... Yeah. 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 Kids are mean, At least in Matoka. (laughs) Kids are so mean. Like, someone can really bully you into doing their homework. Uh, Correctly. If they've got something against you, then yeah. Yeah. It's pretty bad. I did not... I, uh, I think I think they put it in there to make it more relatable to people because you've got all of these supernatural things going on with all of these talents and people making their own weapons and these kids that are 17 fighting these unbelievable monsters and stuff. And I think it just kind of brought it down to a more like realistic level. And I think it, if it wasn't for their ages, I don't think that it would have fit at all. But Yeah, um, yeah and that's a super valid point. I guess... I, I just, I'm like, kind of sick of the tropiness of it. Yeah. Less than, like, I think if it was done in a different way, in a way that seemed real in that universe, yeah. I'd be more okay with That's it. That's true. I'm going to tell you, after after the first episode of season two, when Ozpin was like, treat them like kids because they're not gonna, it's not a role that they're going to have for long... I completely forgot that they were kids. I'm yeah, thinking, yeah. I always yeah. see these people as like the 20-something year olds. Yes. Toria's favorite part is the food fight when <laughs> Ruby has the milk and she's like, justice will be delicious. And, <laughs> like, she absolutely loves it. Um, I actually uh, broke the rules and showed that to her before she finished season one because I was like, this is what you got to look forward to. And she was like, yes. Trying to bait her. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I was getting ready to ask, um, but you answered my question before we started, um, Mm -hmm. how old everybody is and how young Ruby is compared to everybody else, because, like, I think you said she's 15 and everybody else is around um, 17-ish, but I feel like she acts so much younger than that. Like, 13 is what I was thinking. Yeah. And everybody else was, like, 16. Because if it's just 15 and they're, like, 17 and 18... I guess, like, because she got an early, those ages, to me, doesn't seem that far off. Right. So, so like, for I'm her being to... 12 or 13, it would be like, okay, she is definitely, like, genius, yep. and she's super awesome. She was 15 in volumes 1 through 3. She's 16 in volume 4. Hmm. 
I think if, like, I'm trying to remember being... Oh, I love Yang. 17, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually looking up the ages in Yang. Uh, Yang's age is 17. So, yeah, she's she's two years older. Um, I think being 17 and 15 are very two, two very different things when you're those ages, though. Because, like, if you think about it in our high school terms, that's a sophomore and a senior. That, that is true, yeah. yeah. Because, true. like, that's, like, just trying to get used to high school and then, like, being kings of high school. Mm. And so I think the dynamic works. I don't necessarily think the voice needs to be as young. The voice definitely made it more youngish to me, making me think she was, like, 13. Yeah. Yeah. The teaser, she actually has matured her voice. Yeah. Ooh. Um, I'm gonna like it. Okay, now I'm intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I'll, I'll play it after this. But uh, another person that I really want to get to know is Summer. Uh, Ruby's mom. Oh, because doesn't she help her? No, uh, Raven helps. Uh, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Summer, Summer is, is the dead. one that passed away. Uh, she goes to her mom's grave. Yeah, because we see Raven. Okay. Ra- Raven helps Yang. Yang, briefly. Right. Briefly. But I, I don't I know. About that. I already don't really like Raven that much because when you first see Crow, um, right after Yang shoots Mercury in the leg and she's like disqualified and stuck in her room. And Crow's like, yeah, she said she saw you, and uh, uh, she was like, what, uh, you talked to her? And he was like, yeah, I talked to her a lot. She said she saved you, but don't expect that again. Yeah. And it's like, wow, I what a bitch. <laughs> There's got to be, like, a really deep story behind that, though, that yeah. I think will redeem it in the end, because I don't think the mom... There's got to be a reason why the mom abandoned her. Yeah, because it, it's, it's never seen, and... Um, that's one of Yang's, like, driving forces, because uh, when Blake is, like, all morose about the White Fang and everything, and they wanted to get her to go to the dance, Yang pulls up that story about how she took Ruby to go find her mom, mm-hmm. and how Crow saved them, um, but it's, it's such a driving thing for her, but they look exactly the same, uh, face, facial-wise, they have a very similar outfit, um, with the whole like, uh, like weird skirt kind of going on thing with the shorts under it, um, but like one side of the skirt's really long, whereas Ruby looks just like her mother, as you can see on the screen for the people that are here. Yes. We'll post pictures on Twitter later. Yes, we will. I had words to say. <laughs> Most people do when they want to talk. Um, I don't know. I sorry. Sorry. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Okay, now I know where I was going. I just think it's really weird that the team that Summer and Raven and Crow and Bernie's character, who I can never remember the name of. Uh, it's. I think it's Tai Long, but it Tai-Long? might be Tai Yang. Tai Yang. Yes. Uh, so they were all like a Ruby team. Like mm-hmm. they were all part of the same team. And Kylan ends up with both of the girls oh. in the thing. Because he starts with Raven. No, he starts with... Yes, he starts with Raven. She runs away, and then he goes to Summer, and she passes away. Right. So, I feel like... You're two for two, man. You're two for two. Pick it up. <laughs> I feel like... Well, one Crow of those is Crow's sister, right? The first yeah. one, yeah. Yeah. Raven is Crow's sister. And so, like, I don't know. I... I guess you get so close that that's possible. Like, I I mean, 
You have to operate as a team. But well, I mean... How do you have time for romance when there's friends? Well, I mean, if you think about, like, <laughs> going to away. school, everybody True. in school, whereas, like, you have your group of friends. Me and Miranda know this very personally, yes. that our group of friends likes to get to know each other very, very well. <laughs> And that's just how it happens. And I feel like you want to say a nice little quip because you did your little quip pose there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really didn't have one. They just, they, they, they know each other very well. <laughs> so Toria has this Typically. thing where when she wants to uh, say something very snarky and smart, she makes a fist, bends her wrist very uncomfortably, and rests <laughs> her like face on it. Deliberately. Yeah. It's a deliberate pose. Like, it looks like she kind of punches herself in the jaw but misses. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Um, but no, I, I mean, I guess, yes, that makes sense. But at the same time, like, I don't know. Maybe Raven left because Summer was the side chick. I and don't think that's it. Because he, he said, chick. like, he says something or what somebody says. What if Raven says, killed Summer? Oh, dun, dun, dun. that'd be crazy, man. Yeah. Um, Ooh, you heard crazy. it here first. <laughs> Conspiracy theories on Ruby. No, I like. I don't know. Just because he says something about like he lost his first love and his second love, like meaning that like she left him. Maybe they were in a polyamorous relationship. <laughs> what? And that's wish. how that's how like he got both of them because it was like yeah we're doing this together but I want to go away maybe she didn't like motherhood. Miranda, you had something to say? Um, I don't think she didn't like motherhood because I think um knowing the semblance of her being able to turn into a bird, I feel like she's constantly watching over Yang, and yeah. I feel like if she if she wasn't constantly watching over Yang, then she could not have saved her life. Let. Let and me, I don't think she would have. Let me she make sure have that emotional connection to her. Yeah. That um, that is her semblance. That uh, that was just a guess of mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, let's see. Um, but um, I really hope. I really hope that Yang kind of makes her mission in season volume four to kind of find out more about her mom. And I think I hope she spends a lot more time with Crow. To kind of get that information, and it actually, I'm sorry, it doesn't it doesn't list her semblance, so it it, it could possibly and but I'm gonna go with that though because no, she can like break through time barriers. She's got though. like oh, that's right. Yeah. She's got like that yeah. like portal. However, if you look, so does Cinder, because what if they're sisters? What if she's a season? That's what I was Ooh. thinking. Oh, a maiden? That's yeah. kind of yes. what I was thinking, too, when I first saw her. So she, her. like, has to not be... She's protecting her family by not yeah. being around them so that they don't get hurt. I mean, hurt. I yeah. can see that, but Cinder used this portal before she got uh, Fall Maiden. No. Yes. No. When she was extracting it... She opened, she had like this glove appear, and that's when the little bug grim came out of the portal in her hand before she got the fall maiden. I, I no, 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 that. no, no, she had a glove that she put on, and the thing came out of the glove. So, yeah. the glove, it might be a weapon. Yeah. It's possible, yeah. Because they were talking about how can they get um, Autumn into. Her name was Amber, right? Yeah, Amber. Amber's uh, into Pyrrha, and then they had that machine, but they didn't know exactly how to get it into her. Yeah. yeah. So 
I think you're right. I think that was just another form and probably a better form, even though Amber still had some left over, though. Yeah, well, the, uh, they said that, um, like, to fully get it, she had to be, like, dead. Yeah. And... And then Crow showed up. Yeah, That's Crow right. showed up. And Cinder, like, forcibly took it from her. Yeah. It so, wasn't handed down. Or yeah. Anything. Yeah. But I'm starting to think... I'm starting to think uh, Raven is the season. What um, do you think Ruby Raven. is? Mm-hmm. With those eyes. I've heard... I've seen a lot of things where people think that she's an angel, like a legitimate angel, because they, they reference, like, religion. Well, saying that, like, the Fall Maidens... Because the only time you ever hear religion is when they talk about the Fall Maidens, and they were like, the if people found... Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, if people found out that uh, this was a real thing, like religion, the uh, scholars, like, it, it's briefly touched on, but yeah. it's still there. People... I have read a pretty compelling argument that she is, like, an angel or something like that, so... I don't know. Uh, well, they spe- they talk about it being a specific race. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I, I think it's, like, a form of, like, faunus or something where it's a racial trait. Or, like, a Malfoy for... <laughs> I was thinking... Uh, I was thinking she might be a uh, maiden as well because her mother had the same deal and it's passed on mm. with the last person you think about. Who's the last person the mother's going to think about before she dies? That's true. So. That, that would be, like, way too close to home with it being Raven and Summer. Yeah. And, I mean, it's possible. And maybe they, those two and another two maidens from a different team, this is where... Because, I mean, Ospin hinted that they've been... The guardians of the angel, of the angels, of the maidens, for some time now. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a closely guarded secret. Yeah. So I mean, it's possible, and yeah. they uh, have been trying to handpick who the maidens are. Yeah. It's just a maiden breeding program. I I almost wonder. You know, I I definitely think she has a connection to the maidens, but I'm almost wondering if she's a descendant of the old man in this story. Um. Oh, uh, you know, okay, the the one that used the magic to give the maidens their abilities. Yes. I thought you were talking about the shopkeeper who has, like, every <laughs> single job yes. ever. In that He's story. a very He's profound. profound. Yeah. He's a very profound man, okay? He is. <laughs> that would be hilarious if he was, like, actually the old man from the story. I don't know now. Because <laughs> he does supply the dust. He does. He, he owns, like, every dust shop ever. Um... <laughs> And he does so, I so love their running gags. Like yeah. that, and then every time they say something and they're like, well, they're not wrong, I laugh every single time because that's something that I would do. It's Toria, like, you're not wrong. Yeah. Toria seems to think that me and Professor Ublick are very similar. Is that Ryan that voices? No, no I'm Professor sorry. Port yes, is Ryan. thank you. Thank yeah. you. Ublick um, is funny. Yeah. But the, the part where he's like, some grim they they travel alone for weeks, months, and there's the whole pack. <laughs> <laughs> but You're also the mustached. That's Professor Port. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you like a combo of those. Thank you. Super teacher. Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Super teacher Ryan. Um. All right. So, P- 
petty people. I I want to do this one. I want to I want to finally do petty people. I want you to go off. I We did a little bit of petty because we really don't like John. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So when we were creating this, we came up with Petty People Power Hour, which will not last an hour. <laughs> no, it won't. It was just one of those names that I came up with because of the alliteration, and. I really want to see Constance just tear into someone. Uh, so let's actually uh, just pick someone, not Jean, because we've already gone into Jean, someone else that you just hate. Or thought you thought got too... Because you said you thought a couple people got too much time. Yeah. And so... I, I don't know. I feel like it was... For this, it was really Jean first. And then the other villains, like Adam and Torchwick, like... I didn't really care because I, okay, Adam is more to come, obviously, as we saw yeah, in yeah. the teaser or the trailer. Yeah. Um, but I like Cinder. I can't do it unless I just talk about Jean more. Okay. Then talk about Jean more. <laughs> yeah, like, all right, Get so what, what specifically out. besides his, like, ah, I feel like I can't really talk about it because I'm going to cuss. I feel bad for anyone. Right. If you like Jean, do, do, just don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> I don't like you if you like Jean. <laughs> uh-huh. So, uh, okay, well, just go in and this will be a time where this will come out on Friday. I'll just have to use the censors. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, my first thought is Jean is a whole bitch. Okay, he's a whole bitch ass, and I really didn't like him. And I'm just like, what? Are you gonna die? Because if this is the character that dies at the end, I don't know what's going on with you guys. Why are you so sad about it? Is what I'm thinking. Like, if John dies, good riddance. Why is anybody sad? He sucks. And then I got mad when he smashed the phone at the end. And I was like. Your only form of communication is just like, yeah. I was like, that's a waste. Such a waste. (laughs) I just don't like Sean. He just makes me mad. I didn't care. I feel bad about this, but I didn't care that he was bullied. And that's really me. You deserved it. It's just like, why are you letting him, why are you letting him, like, be on the perch of the balcony listening to you guys do the confession. Why are you even confessing it outside? Just be in the room. Talk about your personal business. They have their own room. You have your own room. Why is he just perched on the corner and he's just like, well, I heard everything. <laughs> oh, no. And then he just gives them a noogie and stuff like that. It's just, why? It, it was like watching, like, Saved by the Bell. You know, like one of those like oh, gosh. 80s or 90s shows. Saved by the Beacon. <laughs> <laughs> it just drove me crazy. Oh my gosh. And then, really, Weiss, you think that she would go for you? Because <laughs> I, I did like Weiss. You and little bitch. Why do you <laughs> think? How dare you go for Weiss, okay? Even though I don't even like that Weiss like Neptune. I'm yeah. just kind of like, eh, come on. Date, date Nora. Date any of the women I think, here. I think, I think so. With Weiss and Neptune, I think Weiss was just happy that somebody liked her for something other than her name. Yeah, and I think that was probably the most attractive thing about Neptune. I don't necessarily think that she was like, oh boy. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It, it, it kind of. She did the thing where he was like, oh, he's really cute. I was surprised that she even. Because I thought she was going to go for son. Mm-hmm. Well, no, because he annoyed her. Because yeah. her first interaction with him was, he's a criminal. 
Yeah. yeah. So I guess it doesn't really make sense. I really like that uh, that rant though for the how much you hate John because it's it was just great. Like I I've been waiting to hear one of your rants about this and for the next one for the next one we do I'm gonna think really hard about the people. Well, okay. Since we're doing a comic I kill, I already know who I'm gonna go in on, and I know that y'all are gonna hate this person. Okay. What are we doing next, by the way? A comic I kill. Ooh. Yes. That fun. Um. The most evilest. You will hate this person more than Cinder. Like you're gonna. Ooh. Bar set. You're gonna oh. lose it literally. I'm pretty sure I almost threw the controller at Ryan's TV during, <laughs> during like, the last two episodes. She wouldn't even let, like, I, I tried to, like, comfort her, and she was like, DON'T TOUCH ME! <laughs> I've done that before. Can you, no, because he, he took so much joy in, like, he was like, you need to watch this. And so he's putting me through emotional turmoil <laughs> during these last two episodes. Because I, I had originally said, okay, let's just finish season two and we'll watch season three later. But then, like, season two ended and I was like, no, I just have to finish it. I just have to finish it and get it over with. And so the fact that he knew, like, he knew exactly what was going Excuse me. <laughs> I thought you were about to cry. <laughs> he knew, like... She did, like... <laughs> <laughs> he knew exactly what my response was going to be to this. Okay, I just did that to Devin, though, watching uh, the final episode of Naruto Shippuden. I'm, like, sitting there, like, looking at him on the side of my face, like... It's so good, though. <laughs> like, yeah. like... It made me feel really good. It, it does. It feels great. No. Because, like... I don't like you reveling in my pain. Well, as someone who doesn't readily feel emotion, it's great to see, like, okay, so that's how you're supposed to feel. Like, it's it's, it's, it's just odd, like, to see someone who doesn't and then, like, to well, to be someone who does it and then to see someone who's, like, crazy over the top with it, it's like, whoa. Okay, I, I can suspend all disbelief so easy, so I get really into shows. And I think that's one of my strengths, to be honest. But he, he's, like, reveling in my pain during this. And he's, like, trying to comfort me now. It's just like, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't even look at me right now. I am going through something right now. For the last 45 minutes, she was like, I really have to pee. I really, don't touch me, I have to pee. I'm like, I will will pause this so you can go pee. No! Demon. Because that's what you were that time, and then she went to pee, came back, and I was like, "Man, she's really going through this well." And then tears. It was oh. like she was she was so stoic and angry, and then just hit that wall, and it was just done. I was Apparently, like, "Oh, here we go." Prepare your bladder for imminent release. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of TV shows that have villains that you kind of learn to love. Like Emerald, for example, is supposed to be a bad guy, but you you learn like, to love her. Yeah. Supernatural with Crowley. Cinder, yeah. you cannot love Cinder. You cannot love Cinder. You can't. I She's feel like there's going to be more to that. Because I was going to ask, what is what is her motivation? Because I feel like uh, I didn't really get she, any... I have no idea. She, I think she's specifically working for that Salem. Salem. Yeah. Salem. And then, but also she wants the power of the maiden. I kind of so, hope that it's that it's a little bit deeper than that. Yeah. And that it's not, I just want to be all powerful because... That's eh, very one-dimensional, yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I want it to be a backstory that's going to like... This is why I want to be. Emotion. Yeah, this is why I want to be all powerful because there was a time I was powerless. I don't. Yeah. I, what I don't want it to be is 
I guess, uh, I, like, I don't want it to be something like me where I am a horrible instigator just for the fact that it's fun to watch, like, things happen. Like, Toria, Toria likes to tell me all the time that I will stir the pot <laughs> just to watch it boil over. And I will. I will admit that I do that all the time just to watch, like, chaos happen because it's so fun to me. I've never actually used those specific <laughs> No, no, but... But I, some men I, just I, like to watch the world burn, and one of them is Ryan. Apparently, <laughs> like... Definitely. But, like, because that, that was what I was growing up. Uh, my Aunt Teresa, we, we would... She would give the best reactions, and, like, we would just do the dumbest stuff specifically me, just to see that reaction. And, like, I really, really hope that that Cinder, that's... I I want her to have a really deep reason and not just, I'm just doing this for fun, like... Yeah, Yeah, I hope her character is a lot deeper than that and there's more... Please be better than me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wondering if it's, like, an Emerald situation now? Like, Where... She's Salem is Cinder and Emerald. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cinder I'm wondering if it's yeah. like a learned behavior. Look at me with all my not yeah. like my psycho speak. All right, so uh, we got really into that one. So, uh, uh, Toria. Yes. Her cosplay connection. I know you. For someone who hates Cinder so much, I know that you want to do the uh, Cinder in her plain clothes with the uh, with the like tied up. The chest. I think it's yeah. called stealth clothing. When I looked at it online, I was like, okay. that was pretty stealthy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, band-aids. I like half, <laughs> half, half mummy. <laughs> <laughs> She's ready for a Halloween. <laughs> but no, I, I liked that outfit for Cinder because she is so gorgeous. Yeah. And like, I, I think it's okay to cosplay as somebody you hate. Like, it's okay because like you have... You still have that passion behind, yeah. And I'm always about like doing something because for a reason, and even if that reason is just like you like it, what? So I talked to Tori about this earlier, and it pissed me off because I was about to say, you know, I totally cosplay as you know so and so, but I found out today that in Tokyo they banned cross dressing cosplay. I just saw that. Yeah. What the hell, you At guys? Wow. Yeah, like uh, all over, like all over uh, Japan, it's starting to take over where men cannot dress as women. M- women can dress as men, but men cannot dress as women mm. characters, and it's it's I kind of odd to me. Japan has ruined it for everyone. Like if there was like a guy who like touched himself or something in a I mean, girl outfit. Oh. I mean, I feel like that's not unheard of in Japan is that yeah, bad? No, no it's, uh, I mean Japan is known for like really 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 off the wall stuff but they also have like a deep rooted sexism yeah. yeah oh yeah, yeah most definitely but at the same time it's like you got like I lovingly with all the love of my heart you guys are weird <laughs> why this yeah like yeah. why why specifically I, I this think, I think it is the sexism thing and I one of the things that I loved about this anime was that there were so many strong female characters, and yes. really the male characters were kind of backseat yeah. to all the female characters everywhere, and I loved that because it's so refreshing because the anime after anime that are Japanese-based, um, I guess, 
it, it's always strong male leads and the females are always like, oh, look at me, I'm in a miniskirt and my boobs are popping out and blah, 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 blah. Which, there is some of that in this show, but that doesn't take away from their strengths. Yeah. Actually, I think that that's gotten a lot better because if you look at their new outfits, they cover up a lot more and they're more like uh, Ruby's, uh, like some people call it a bar winch outfit, but it's it's a, yeah, which I'm like, don't call it that. That's not, it's a corset. Yeah. yeah. But she also has, like, a long sleeve shirt on you over it. You see her knees and hands. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, tor- uh, at, at first, what, I think I talked to you about it. I was like, um, a lot of people complained because they were like, oh, this is too sexy for, you know, a, a show like this. And I'm like, oh she's kind Her original costume? No, yeah, the the, the season oh, four. Oh, volume four. I was going to say, geez. Yeah, volume four's uh, costume. Uh, I'm going to pull that up, but... But, like, at the same time, she's dressing for her age. Like, well, I don't think she's being... I, I don't think anyone in the show is specifically overtly yeah. sexual. I think the problem is, is that people sexualize you. Yes. Yeah. And the fact that people are sexualizing a 15-year-old or a 16-year-old at this point, what the... There's She's no wearing the cleavage. same amount of clothes, basically. It's the same thing. Yeah. There's no cleavage. There's a cape or a hood. There's like I don't literally I don't like know. an like an inch gap of her thigh. Yeah. Yeah. Yang. Oh, Yang you shows like a little. <laughs> Yang's her boobies were popping out real bad. Yeah, but the now they're more cleavage. Yeah, but it wasn't like they were like popping out at you like in some. It was, yeah, it was almost like a sports bra kind yeah, of deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I liked that she did get annoyed with you when you made a when you made a point of like yeah. trying to say that about her. Yeah, yeah. somebody said somebody called her a bimbo. Uh, yeah. Neon, who is actually Meg Turney. Um, uh, one she's of, a cosplayer. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's uh, oh yeah, Gavin Free's uh, girlfriend. Which I'm a big fan of Gavin Free because I absolutely love Gavin Free in the slow Me too. Yes. Um, but yeah, no. Um, so Cinder is one of them. Back to my cosplays. <laughs> I love this one for Blake though. Yes, that's I love awesome. Blake, she looks like a vampire hunter in like the best way. I really, really, I can't tell here, and I don't know if she does. I really want her to take off that friggin' bow. I was just about to say that. Like, be who you are. You're a pretty cat girl. Yeah. I knew that was happening, though, when when they had that conversation about the faunus and I saw the dude with the tail. I was like, oh, she's probably, like, a cat or something. Yeah. Just- yeah. See, that was ruined for me because I watched Chibi a few times. Here's the Harambe grim I was talking about. <laughs> um, I watched Chibi a few times uh, before I actually started watching Ruby. And so I was like, when does she... When does she, like, show that? And I'm like, oh, okay, there it is. And it's, like, some big reveal. And I'm like, well, that was spoiled for me. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also would love to cosplay Neo. Uh, just yeah. the, It's a really fun, cute outfit. And the parasol. Yes, the parasol is adorable. Yeah. Um, and then, I guess, if I had to choose from someone specifically from Team Ruby, it's a toss-up between Lake and Ruby. I thought you were going to go Yang or Weiss. I, uh, I like Yang, and I would love to do Yang. I just don't think I have the skill set to, like, do the armature and, like, everything else. And I feel like Blake's Apparently I have the boobs for it. Like, <laughs> dry. I, I feel like Blake's is kind of more, um, I don't know how to say this, but, like, like normal wear. Like, yeah. you could wear something Plain like that knows, out, yeah. out 
on the town and not look like you're going to a Comic-Con kind of thing. Yes. Like, it looks more normal. Yeah. Did you watch our video? Our news video? I only got to watch the first part of it. Where are my yeah. Dippin' Dots, Connie? I just remembered that. <laughs> what? what? Dippin' Dots sounds so good. In our yeah. news video, I told you to bring me some Dippin' Dots because you were on vacation. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I didn't hear that. Uh. Um, no, yeah, I... Oh, that's so cute. So, somebody actually drew Neo as Harley Quinn. Oh my and gosh. perfect. Yeah. And I would, I would There you it. go. Yeah. There you go. But, yeah, Blake is more plain clothes because I, I said... Because there's, in the video, the reason I'm asking is because I said something along the lines of, because, like, it's always a good idea to cosplay, and then I was like, mm, not, maybe, another discussion for another day, because I, I kind of super hate when people cosplay on, like, in public. You mean, like, not, not for a con or something, not they just like, do it? Like, just walking not around the mall, shoot. you know, like, at the mall. Like at the mall, or like go to your local Starbucks, or to your. Local. So has this happened at your local Starbucks? Apparently, <laughs> if this um, has happened at your local Starbucks, please write in. And I I see local. people. I don't know. I just I feel like that's another one of those things is that you just don't. That's invading people's personal space in a way and making people uncomfortable. I don't know. I feel weird about it. Like I love cosplaying and I love to do cosplay and I love people who cosplay but there's like a time and a place and I feel like if you're just going to your local Starbucks or you're going to the mall or just to like hang out I get cosplay meetups and that's okay Mm -hmm. but like when you're Naruto going to get your latte it's just not yes (laughs) and please please I don't care if you're cosplaying or not if you're plain clothes, stop running like that. For the <laughs> love of Christ, stop running like that. I hate that. So, in one of the episodes of Inuyasha, he runs like that. It looks like they had a stroke, and they're just like, ah, oh, oh, like. <laughs> so, so my daughter runs like that, <laughs> and she's almost two. But it was so funny because we were at the park the other day, and everybody was like, "Your daughter runs like she's in an anime," and I was like, "I know." Oh. <laughs> we're trying to she's get her in, out of it. She's innocent. She doesn't mean. Anyway, uh, so yeah, no, like I cannot stand that when people run like that. It just, oh, it makes me so mad. Another thing I wanted to point out is. People have been, like, doing fan art of the Ruby characters as Faunus. Yes, I've seen um, those, too. So here, here's Weiss as a Faunus. Ooh, oh, I like that. She's pretty. Uh, an Arctic fox. Of course. Um, Tori's favorite animal is oh, a fox. Um, and then I have one of Ruby as a fox. You can just see the ears, however she is... I think she should have been a red panda. A red That's panda good. would be perfect for her. What was that fate? Aww. <laughs> red panda. I, I'm just like overwhelmed with the possibilities. Um, no, so I guess uh, to wrap up my cosplay um, connection, to wrap up my cosplay connection, uh, Blake, Neo, I might even do Pyrrha, um, and Cinder, but... I might take one of those ideas and make a Faunus character, and eventually. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cosplay connection. And Ryan, what? You actually have a major role in this, and 
Anime artillery. What are you thinking? Okay, um, so real quick, for those of you who can hear the panting, we are <laughs> fine. Um, my dog is in the room, sassy. Um, <laughs> she's panting really heavily. That's because she's fat. Um, <laughs> um, it's like right into the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just wanted to say hi. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> oh, I <can't> kiss. <laughs> so, and we've lost Connie. <laughs> <laughs> anime artillery. For this one, I love, love Ruby's scythe. Uh, I like Crow's scythe, but I like Ruby's a little bit better. Um, big fan of Ironwood's hand cannon because mm-hmm. as someone who owns a three fifty seven. uh Revolver, it's just, it's so powerful. Like, it's just holding it, even without anything in it, it's just, like, just powerful. And uh, ask Steven the next time you see him, that was the first gun, like, other than a twenty two he ever shot, and his reaction was priceless, because it was, like, it was almost, like, stunned, but at the same time it was like, where has this been all of my life? Like... <laughs> It, that's the moment he became a man. <laughs> you saw just the mustache just popped out immediately as soon as he pulled that trigger. Um, he had to go rake leaves right afterwards. Uh, but, uh, so Ruby Scythe was definitely on the top of my list. I'd like to see what Ozpin's cane can do. It's got that handle yeah. on it. And I'm like, what does that do? Yeah. Like, it's got to do something crazy. Um, Is Ozpin alive? Dun, yeah. Dun, yes. dun. We'll get to I that. Think so. Yeah, well, I mean, well, Salem was talking to him at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, but in like talk to him and then he gets murdered in the first five seconds of the volume four, or like I don't know. Well, or was it just like a monologue to him in the world? You know how like villains. Yeah, where where they just talk to nobody. <laughs> Monologuing. Yes. Going back to the weapons, uh, I liked Ublick's thermos bat. <laughs> Yes. flamethrower rocket launcher thing also <laughs> the when he first pulled that out and did a fastball special with uh zvi tori was like how the hell is he still alive <laughs> I mean, she looked at me like this is great but i am also very concerned about the health of this dog <laughs> um, <laughs> well, i did that a couple times where like only specific times did I care about, like, the physics on the show. I was like, you can't breathe in space, Ruby. <laughs> yeah. Never mind that you, like, climbed atop this speeding, like, aircraft. Yeah. But you can't breathe in space. One, they weren't in space. They were pretty high up there, so. They were only a couple, I'm going to say a couple hundred thousand feet off the ground, something like that. Hundred or thousand. I mean, air. it's less air, but anyway. So... Yes, uh, physics aside. Um, so I uh, I wrote down some notes about the weapons. Um, yeah. I love Yang's gauntlets or guntlets. Yes. <laughs> I have a lot of weapon puns. Uh, Ruby's yes. is a snyther rifle. A snyther rifle. <laughs> and Ren has gunchucks. <laughs> I love you. I figured you would. Yes. The puns were for you. Yes. <laughs> um, but I really liked Yang's. Um, gauntlets because they weren't like overly obnoxious and she can do so much with them other than just shoot people. Yeah. Um, I like weapons that are multifunctional. Um, like um, Nora's. 
how she can pretty much fly yeah. with hers and do so many different things. So apparently they're actually called Ember Cecilia, but I like gunlets. You should write in and be like, you should call them gunlets. Hashtag gunlets. Yeah. <laughs> we'll start a cam- Twitter campaign. Um, But, no, yeah, like... <laughs> Freaking snipe the rifle. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was great. Um, no, but the the only issue with Yang's that I have is another physics one where they're so... Because they're like... Uh, I could be completely wrong. However, the sound that they make, I know, is the shotgun from Halo. And so I associate that sound with a shotgun. Yeah. It might be, you know, a, a handgun round that comes up, just a slug, but... Well, her ammo is spread out. It's not yeah. a single bullet. So, it, I mean, it kind of has the same physics. For me, it's like... I, I, would, oh, be, I would be too afraid the spread of those pellets... Sassy, <laughs> what is wrong with you? I'm I'm leaving this in here because I want the world to know how overweight you are and how much you need to start walking. Um, I would be too afraid that when I shot those, that I would like lose some fingers or something from the spread of the pellets. However, it I mean, <laughs> she just wants to be heard. However, uh, you know. When, when, uh, when you fire a shotgun, it, it doesn't just spread out immediately. It, it takes time, but yeah. I, I would just be too too worried. The I other mean, thing, sorry, go ahead. The other thing I was gonna say is now that she is down to one arm, um, I know she has them on her boots as well. Correct. Uh, no, she doesn't. That's uh, Mercury's main weapon. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So, you know, now she's down to one main weapon, and I'm kind of interested to see what she kind of will do to counteract that, or if she'll even continue um, the the path of being a huntress that she was doing at Beacon, now that she is down to one arm, or if she'll go off and do something totally different now. But, uh, I mean, it, I think it's hinted that she at least wants to be able to defend herself at least well, in the trailer. Yeah. Because, like, she's starting to think about, like, how she can maneuver. And I'm wondering if that's going to be, like, a learning balance of, like, because she's so used to the both of them that, like, once she shoots the one arm, like, she, like, stumbles back a little bit because she's used to, like, the immediate rebuttal the of the... Yeah. <laughs> the quick one, too. Yeah. Um, I, I want to... One of my things is, is she going to pick up... The uh, is, is she gonna pick up the uh, the uh, the leg the leg shots? Yeah, that's. Um. Yeah. Because, I mean, it it, w- it would be different, but at the same time, three is better than two. Um. Also. <laughs> or she could get a prosthetic. I was done. That. Oh well, yeah, because Mercury has fake legs, so. Yeah. Yeah, Sassy, how do you feel about this? How do you feel, little girl? Guys are so cute. <laughs> She's getting a haircut on Friday. Oh, really? Yeah, I'll send you a picture. I will post a picture. I'm posting a picture of the dog as we speak. Um, 
Because she's now an integral part of this <laughs> podcast. Yes. Second special she's guest. She's got a sweater. Yeah. Remember, she had the sweater on last time, too. Yeah, now my, my grandmother is a diehard Redskins fan, and... So she's wearing a pink Redskins jersey, like licensed NFL jersey. Um, but but yeah. So that that's that's what I got for uh, anime artillery, and I'm really really excited. Uh, I was a little confused about Flint Cole's weapon, mm-hmm. where he used a trumpet, and I'm like, all right, yeah, you can yeah. you can blow someone's eardrums out, but that's about all you're getting out of that one. Professor Port's blunderbuss with the axe <laughs> handles. How is that practical? <laughs> How do you hold this? Did what about that man is practical? He's so, like, out there. Uh, I mean, it's it's Ryan Haywood. Oh, I know. <laughs> it was very tame for Ryan Haywood, which, if any of you are familiar with Rooster Teeth and Achievement Hunter, Ryan Haywood is my favorite person of all time. I love how crazy he is. He actually reminds me of you, Ryan. Thank you. I love I think, him. Um, I, I think it, it's... When your name is Ryan, you have to have a certain amount of crazy. It's uh, just one of those people that talks about stabbing people, and it's just, like, natural. But... Yeah, that's Ryan. Oh. <laughs> but but one of the uh, one of the big things about this that I, I commented to Tori about is because it's rooster teeth and how, mu- how little the language is, like the foul cursing and all that. Yes. It's very, very PG on the language perspective, and I was very impressed because... Rooster Teeth, who literally their name means something that I'm not going to say on here. Yeah. Um, I just found that out recently. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, uh, if you watch anything else by them, don't have your children around because yeah. they have no filter. And that was another thing that I was going to say when I was talking earlier about how it's kind of um, good for kids getting used to anime. And I've I've watched their stuff all the time. And after I had my daughter, like, I could not watch any of their videos with her in the room because it was just so much foul language. Yeah. And not that I personally care, but, you know, for this to come from them, it was very, very um, different in that aspect. Yeah. Because it was so, like... You know, anybody of any age could listen I, to it. I think, well, it's a sign of good writing. Yes. Yeah. Because um, yes. you, you really don't... And on here, we try... We really try not to curse. I think I've been the only one, except for Connie's Petty People Power Hour. Um, <laughs> Which is still the greatest she, thing I've ever And she heard. did warn us. Yeah, and we're, we're, we still haven't dropped the F-bomb yet. And I'm, I'm saving the filter, you know, the, the censorship for that. Um, because I don't think... I think that's the only thing you need to censor, isn't it? For uh, a podcast? I think S and, of course, C. Oh, yeah, no, we haven't said that one yet. Miranda's <laughs> um, favorite word. I yeah. was really, really worried that when I said gutlets, <laughs> I was going to slip up, but I did not. I, I'm very proud of you. I, I think that if any of our friends listen to this, uh, maybe Ellen... Ellen, we love you, by the way. Yes, Ellen. Um, you will probably be one of our special guests on one of our Ghibli movies. Um, I, I, I think our group of friends would have just lost it at that. Oh, yeah. Um, they would have played it on repeat. There would have been a sound. It point. would have been ringtones <laughs> yeah. for everybody. Yes, it would have. Um, but, no, and uh, going back to the whole Rooster Teeth fanboy, did you catch Gavin Free in there? 
He only has like two lines. He only so. has two lines. I'll probably feel really stupid when you tell you, me. You won't. Uh, he only says, I don't want to get sand in my shoes, and where's the other girl? Um, he is part of Sun's team. He's the pirate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Scarlet. Scar- yeah, Scarlet. Uh, there he is. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he oh. that's Gavin Free. Uh, makes sense now. And uh, Neon, who is uh, the the monkey uh, faunus who fights with Flint Cole, mm-hmm. um, is Meg Turney. That's his girlfriend. But I yeah. actually like her weapon, which was nunchucks that when they were glow sticks, and when she popped them, they turned the color of the element that she was using yeah, for that, that time. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, we had a lot to go through. So we yeah. did. Uh, we did. So I, we're going to talk about the feminism part of this. I absolutely adore this as a feminist anime. Like Miranda said earlier, it's all about just, I mean, girls kicking ass. It's yeah. just great. I mean, that was one of the hashtags I used... When I posted about uh, Ruby on our Instagram, it's just, it's wonderful. Um, because you don't see that a lot. I mean, I, I watched, uh, I think it was like Samurai Girls or something. I uh, watched one episode of it on Crunchyroll, and it was kind of like that, but they still had those male overtones of like, you know, okay, the man is the strategist and blah, blah, blah. But this is so good in so many good ways. Like, I'm a big fan of this one. Yeah. For that reason. I think it surpassed the Bechdel test. Bechdel? Bindle? The... Bindle. Bindle. Thank you. Bindle? Y- Bindle? <laughs> the test in which two women can have a conversation that has nothing to do with man. Oh, yeah, no. So, that's a one of the feminist tools in how you can see if a movie is, or a show, or whatever, is on a good level. Bechtel or Bindle? Bechtel. It's the Bechtel test. It's the Bechtel test. Sorry. And I, I think you can because, I mean, all you need to talk about is Ruby themselves. Jean, completely useless. And, I mean... useless, in our opinion. But he also tests... Tests? I don't know if that's the right word. But, you know, he's not... Like, he, when we talk about gender stereotypes... You know, you always have this uh, gender role of the man has to be the man, and he can't yeah. have any emotions, and yeah. he has a lot of emotions, and he I don't hate him for it. Every yeah. one of those tropes, yeah, like, yeah. he really does. So, so I do like that. He is the damsel. Yeah. Oh yes, he is. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then like the fact that you they have conversations that have nothing to do with boys. Romance is not a huge thing in this. Yeah. Like yeah. you only get the one kiss. Like, mm-hmm. through the entire thing. And then you kind of get a Neptune Weiss thing. You also get the Nora. Nora is head over heels with Ferren, but he is just pretty sure he's gay. I ah. thought he had a crush on Jean. Yeah, I I would be okay with it. I would. I that. I, I, I love <laughs> that, that scene where <laughs> he's sitting naked on the bed with a towel and he's, like, trying to reach for clothes and, and Jean's just like, I'm talking to you. He's <laughs> like... Nora's there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I also like how Winter is, like, a very strong female person in the military. Um, there yes. are a lot of stereotypes with the military that it's very, you know, masculine. And, you know, women in the military aren't really talked about. And I really, really liked that they showed somebody in such a high 
um, yeah. position in the military as a female. However, I did not like Winter as a person. I like I her. Do. I, I liked her because she does ask Weiss. It's like they obviously have roles to play within their family. Yeah. And but then she's like, "How are you doing?" And then Weiss talks about. She answers a question that's in a way that wasn't like, I actually want to know how you're doing. Yeah. yeah. See, and I, I felt that, but at the same time, I'm like... But Winter tells her, like, don't answer the phone for Dad. Yeah. Do what you're doing. Yeah. She encourages, encourages her to do that. She does, yeah. but even in private, she doesn't... It's not like that, you know, you're my sister and I love you kind of deal. It's just she keeps that, like... I feel like Winter, you know, with the with the family dynamics of the Schnee family, I feel like Winter was kind of too far gone and she's only yeah. realizing after she's been kind of outside of the house for too long mm-hmm. that she has a life outside of that so she's yeah. just kind of learning the things that Weiss kind of already knows being at Beacon mm-hmm. so uh, I don't know I, I really like Winter and Weiss and yeah. I like their relationship no I thought their relationship was super strong because there was that like mothering component because we don't yeah. know anything about yeah. the mother there's that like older sister mother component that didn't seem tropish. Yeah. Like, there was, like, the strict military in her, but then she cared because it was her sister. And the thing about, like, good writing is you don't have to say I love you to say I love you. Yeah. That's true. You The fact that she asked her how she was doing in a way that she actually cared, and it wasn't just like, and how are you today? Yeah. <laughs> like, that matters. Um, uh, I did like the... Uh, the thing when just all of Ruby's, like, not knowing what to say and just saying yeah. words. Like, yeah. when she saw, like, I will meet up with you at another juncture. <laughs> yes. And, uh, like, when she's at the food fight and she's like, Justice will be swift, Justice will be delicious. It's just, it's like, it's just stuff like that. It makes me love Ruby so much more. Um, did you guys have any, like, super standout moments in the three seasons that you watched that, like, you were like, yes, this is why I watch this show? Uh, Other than the fact that we were going to do a podcast about it. <laughs> uh, not when Pira dies. <laughs> not when Pira dies, yes. Um, Every moment when Nora just brings out Mag and Hilt and just yeah. uses it, it's... <sighs> I think a lot of the fight scenes were... Like, when I first started this, I didn't think that it was going to be strong in the action sense, and I think I was very pleasantly surprised with the action scenes throughout the entire first three volumes. Um, so that kind of kept me going. Uh, I agree. Definitely the action scenes. And then, like I said earlier, like the standout one was, I knew that Weiss was going to get summoning, but when I saw it, I was just so excited. I was just so happy. that. And then, <laughs> of course, at the end, what happens with um, Ruby... Yeah. yeah. Like, what is going on? Like, I really want to know more about that, especially if her voice changes. I really want to know more about it. <laughs> well, we're about to find out. Yeah. Um, that's that's something that I, I wanted to bring up earlier, and I completely forgot, and don't answer, because you know, because I told you, her summon, do you know what it is? Whose? Uh, Weiss's. Her summon? Yeah. Uh, 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 oh, yeah, no, I don't. What I... Do you know what it is? <laughs> no. Okay, um, hold on. Yeah. Because it was like this. Like an arm comes out. Yeah. There was a sword. Did you watch the Is trailers? It, oh God. No. Okay. Did, did you watch her trailer? 
Uh, so you wouldn't. I did you? I watched it a very long time ago. Okay, so in her trailer, it shows her singing and fighting this giant suit of armor with a sword. Oh, wait, because when uh, she gets burned, she's like, I'm not going to be singing for a while. Yeah. Okay. It shows her singing. I'll show you that as well. Um, and it's it's just a callback to something that happened in the very... I love stuff like that when they don't mention something for, like, seasons. And then, yeah. boom, it's right there. Um, but also, when she's practicing summoning with her sister, that same sword is just super tiny, just in front of the caterpillar. Mm-hmm. Watching the... Uh, the remnant videos for mm-hmm. season four. Did you see the one about Atlas where it said it was so cold and the Grim had to uh, adjust to it? Uh, that's why her sister's summon was all white, I think, is because uh, up there it showed Grim as being like completely white instead of pure black. I thought it was summon? just white because it was a summon and. Yeah, it, and it could be. It really could be, and but. Since it's. And that's a way to differentiate a summon from from a, grim. a real grim, and it, it it that's that's another thing that crossed my mind. But I like to believe that it is <laughs> because of this. Ryan has hope. I Ryan do. Ryan has hope. Well, um, we have come to almost two hours. Uh, this is by far our longest podcast yet. Um, <laughs> All two of them. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, next time, Connie, uh, what anime are we watching? We will be watching Akame Got Kill. Akame Ga Kill, which is on Hulu, it turns out, and Crunchyroll. Yes. So please bear with us. Uh, we have a crazy time coming up with the holidays. We will let you all know what's going on. Um, so for Sit Boy and Enjoy Anime, I'm Ryan. I'm Connie. I'm Toria. And I'm Miranda. Thanks for having me. Of course. And this will not be the only time that you be here. So that you will be here. So in the meantime, sit boy. And enjoy. enjoy.